Welcome everyone to the first episode of The Perspective Blueprint, hosted by myself, Daniel Filippa, and Junaid Gilliam. We plan to have weekly discussions and interviews to inspire you to gain a new perspective on various aspects of life. Our goal is to inspire listeners to improve their lives and mental well-being by having the courage to ask themselves uncomfortable questions aimed to help you become more self-aware. This first one starts with Janae's journey from a public school teacher to a fitness entrepreneur, and then leads to an in-depth conversation on the FIRE movement or financially independent retire early. Here we go. Take a listen. All right. You got it? I think we're good. All right. So you were telling me high school, you went to BOCES. Yeah. So I went to BOCES. I was super into cars and like, I don't know, man, like I came from a very blue collar family. So I was, and very like safe, like everything was safe. Like I didn't really have a lot of role models in my parents. I had them in my grandparents, right? Right. And my grand, both of them worked for the courts. So figure like pension, like solid salary, like, you know, like I, I don't know. I'm assuming like the 60 to 80 range. Like a solid salary for Long Island where like you're very middle class if you're working hard and have dual income. So pension, great benefits, a lot of job security, like you almost can't get fired. You know, my aunt was a teacher, that sort of thing. And everyone was pretty much just like preaching security, like get a job that like you can't get fired and you get good benefits and you have your retirement set. It's kind of weird. I always used to, I was kind of, we, we talk about like being self-aware a lot. Right. I kind of was like very into happiness. I was like, I just want to make 80. I never want to make more. I just want to make 80 doing something I'm happy with. And then like I'm set. Like I'll have the set benefits. I used to like argue. My friend wanted to be a doctor. I was like, that's ridiculous. Why would you want to go to school? That's a lot of school. Crazy hours. Why would you want to do that? The sacrifice to make more money for like your time is not worth it. So I was like, I want to be a mechanic. And then I started becoming a mechanic, Right. Wait, I don't want to be a mechanic. I want to work on cool cars. I don't want to switch oil filters in like your mom's van. <laughs> I was on the way to school to enroll. And in, in, I was going to not go to college, just straight out of high school, go straight to uh, like renting my own apartment. Like, there's no dorms in this kind of school. And stay in a tech school in Pennsylvania. How, long was, a, that? How long was that? Two year program. Okay. And you have to rent, right? I decided like, I just always loved helping people. And I was like, this is bullshit. Like, I'm not going to do this. Like, I'm not helping anyone. And it's not interesting. Like, the cool stuff is interesting, but like, fixing like your everyday car problem to me wasn't interesting. And to me, helping people was way more important. Helping people in which capacity? I mean, because fixing a car could be helping someone, but in which capacity did you see it? No, that's a good point. I mean, I guess like a lot of different careers you can help someone every career you can help someone it's just all about how you see it and yeah. if it's something that you enjoy and love because yeah. if, if it's something for money then you feel like you're not doing shit you're like i'm just get, getting a check right right i guess to me like if you put it that way i just saw like a real impactful way that you could help someone right like i saw that if there was a situation you know uh, in my mind a police officer could be the one that could help that situation. Right, okay. Um, obviously, in today's environment, that's like a hot topic, right? But like in my mind, like I just wanted to help someone. Like I've had some issues in my past. There were situations where like, long story short, like domestic violence. Right. And the cops didn't do the right thing and they could have been like a help in that situation. And I think in my mind, I kind of wanted to be someone who could Could help in that Uh, that's like a very one that's like a small example of why i want to be a cop but that's the first thing that comes to my mind right yeah it's it's interesting because like you grew up and i guess you were being preached uh safe yeah and i was like the total opposite yeah and upbringing we spoke so many times that from um, both parents um my father did more of the Become an entrepreneur, work for yourself. Right. But he didn't say, sell this or do this. Right. He, he always, uh, he spoke about computers and technologies, the future. Yeah. But he always say, be an entrepreneur, work for yourself. And on the flip side, he he also was preaching like 
critical thinking, sure. problem solving, to think for yourself, yeah. be a leader. Um, and now that in hindsight, when I think about it, um, to become an entrepreneur or to be, have a successful business or anything like that, it's basically taking a problem that someone has and being able to solve it, right? So, so if someone's overweight and you can solve that problem for them, you can yeah, have without a doubt. business. Yeah. Right? So That's what you should think about business. Yeah, so my father was like, be an entrepreneur. I'm not telling you what to do. You think about it. You'll solve, you're a critical thinker. You'll see a problem that matters to you. You'll solve it, and then that's your... And exactly. now, in, in yeah, hindsight. Yeah. But in the moment, he just... I was just like, be an entrepreneur, be an entrepreneur. Yeah. Okay. And it's like almost in through one ear, you think out through the other, but it's like in mm-hmm. one ear, it stays there. <laughs> and you kind of, it kind of buries itself yeah. there. Um, and then the other side was me being like, I'm talented and I'm athletically talented. Um, I knew that I was always like guess gifted um, mm-hmm. in athletics. And I was like, how can I use this to help my mom? That was always my thing. I saw my mother, like the safe job, working working waking working hard making middle class money and yeah, yeah. to provide for the family and it was like I want her to retire that was like my, my thing I want her to retire I don't want her to work anymore because I think any boy you know sees their mom and they're like right. I, I don't want her to work hard like seeing her wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning I, it just killed me I was like I wish yeah. she could just sleep all day and like so seeing her work really hard I was like I'm gonna what can I do to, to help her retire so she never has to work hard again, get a big house, have a right, lot of money? Right, and right. I was like, sports, because I'm good at sports. Yeah. So I'm going to go to the NFL. That's my thought. I'm going yeah, yeah. I'm to I'm work really hard. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be super focused in whatever sport I'm playing. I'm going to make it to the NFL or professional in whatever sport I'm playing. How old is this when this started? In my mind already, I was like, I don't know, fourth grade. Okay. okay. So already, I'm, I'm already like okay. seven. I'm like eight, nine, already thinking this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to become a professional athlete. And then I'm going to, but it wasn't for myself. It was like, I'm going to buy my mom right. a house. She's never going to have to work again. My family's going to be taken care of. And from then on, I had a laser focus on like sports. Always okay. loved education, but I guess I, I love learning. Things. Okay. Not necessarily maybe school, but like just love learning. Sure. And I also always taught whatever I learned. But I, and that's, this is me in hindsight. In right, the moment, right, you right, don't right, think right. about you it. You don't realize it, yeah. Right. I'm just like playing. I'm learning, teaching, learning, yeah. teaching, learning, teaching. So I've been doing this like my whole life. Yeah. And, um, and and I was just like, I'm going to become a professional athlete. I'm in high school. And my father, he had, had my mom got divorced. So he kind of, he moved away. But mm-hmm. he's still, still in contact and still uh, impacting my life. Sure. Um, but it was really those early years of entrepreneur that was like always stuck in my head. But now in high school, it was just like sports, sports, sports. Um, so I really had a laser focus and I, I really didn't, I won't say I didn't enjoy sports. I enjoyed it, but I was, it was more serious for me. It wasn't like, right. oh, this is fun on Saturdays. And then I go hang. It was like, if I don't do good, if I don't do well. My mom can't get a house. Yeah, yeah. I have to. It was a lot of pressure. I got to yeah. catch this pass. Every pass I got to catch. The recruiters are here. I got to run fast. So it was a very, it was, a, I put a lot of pressure on myself. Right. Um, ultimately, end up getting a scholarship. I'm going, and I'm like, all right, this is the next step. I'm like, I got a scholarship. I'm in college now. Next step is professional. Right. And I remember uh, just deciding, I really didn't love football anymore. Like, I okay. love playing football. I didn't love I love the the competition of football. I didn't really love like, I guess like the game of it, where like the politics of it all and playing okay. in college just wasn't fun for me. Anymore. Right, right, right. You just wanted to play, and I, I just loved playing it, but yeah. I didn't like, I guess the politics of it. Maybe it was the school, maybe the coaches. Sure, yeah. And I remember just not being happy, and then I told my mother, I was like, I'm sorry, um, I'm not gonna be able to buy you a house. And she says, What? I was like, I'm not gonna play football anymore. And she's like, What do you mean? I was like. I was gonna buy you a house when I when I got signed. To right, 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 right. She's like, she's like, what? She's like, no, you play sports because you like it. Not me. And I was like, no, I want to, you know, buy you a house. I want you to retire. She's like, no, you. And then that was the first time she said, no, you got to do what makes you happy. Yeah. She said, I'm gonna be fine. And then that's when I really started to be like self happiness. Before okay. everything was like for the family, everybody sure. else. I got to make sure everyone's okay. And then at that point, out in my second year of college, it was like, no, do what makes you happy. So then what'd you do? So I, I stopped playing football and then I was just, all my energy was in track because I really enjoyed track. Okay. And I, I guess I was naturally a fast athlete. Um, so it just kind of like, I had a lot of success in it. Right. And it, and I just started focusing on track and um, 
I had a lot of success with that. And but what were you going to school for? I was going to school for education because my parents were both teachers. Even oh, though they were okay. originally teachers and then they started a homeschool. Okay. So we were homeschooled, but they both were teachers. So I was like, okay. well, I was like, well, maybe I will teach because my parents are teachers. Right. Um, even though I love teaching, I just was like, oh, I'll be a, a school teacher. And then that was like the safe. Okay. I'll be a school teacher. I'll retire. Okay. 30. So that's where that comes in. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when you basically told your mom you can't buy her house and she says, just kind of do you and you're doing track. Where does track and education fit into your future? Track and education. At that point. At that point, it was more so, I love competing. So I'm running track. So this is like my happiness. And I'm going to graduate in four years. I'm going to graduate. Well, two more years, I'm going to graduate. Okay. So track's the hobby. Education and teaching is the future. Like your Well, actually, I was really good in track. I think I was probably better in track than football. Okay. So my coach... That's how you're going to buy your mind. My coach was... But I also know... Football players make way more right, money. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, well, if I do track, maybe, I mean, maybe I'll go professional. Right, right. But my coaches were like, well, you're really good in long jump. Like, you you, you can go to, they'll tell me you're going to go to Europe, be on the, on okay. the competition circuit. Um, so I'm at national champions now, championships, and I'm competing, and then I break my ankle. Oh. And I broke my ankle at national championships. I would have had the national champion uh, winning jump. Okay. But I, I fouled the jump by like a half an inch. And I broke my foot. So it was like devastating. It was like, yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, broke my ankle. Okay. And then they canceled the track program that fall. Oh. So, you so can't I was even like, so now yourself. I'm in school. I'm like, oh, this sucks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> So now I'm like, you know what? Whatever. Like, I guess this is how life is. Right. I'll just be a teacher and it is what it is. Right. Stop, I totally stopped working out. I just was, I guess I was kind of depressed. Okay. I graduate. I'm teaching. And... I just was like, this sucks. I love teaching. I just hated being in the confines of a classroom. Okay. Yeah, I get that. Being told how to teach something, not having that like creative control. And I just was like, oh, this sucks. I got to interrupt you because yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if you see this like pattern. Like you, like, you loved football, but you didn't like the other stuff associated with football. You love teaching, but you don't like like the politics associated with teaching. It almost seems, and now I know you. It almost seems like these are the signs of an entrepreneur, like a, a sole proprietor. Like you need to do your own thing. It kind of seems like right because you want to do it your way. Yes, it was more like. You think that's real? Like, is that accurate? Or I, I mean, I think a, a pretty accurate. Like, I liked it, which is why I also love track because track was like it was me in the lane by myself. Right. It was me versus you. I don't have to worry about. Him dropping the ball, him not right. playing defense. It was like it's times. It was just times. It's it's not not ambiguous at all. It's you're either faster, or you're it's not. You, you jump farther, you jump farther than me, or you ran yeah. faster than me, and that's it. And yeah. that's and if I'm gonna work as hard as I'm gonna work as hard as I need to, um, in order to be as successful as I can. And mm-hmm. if you beat me, maybe you worked harder than me. But right. congratulations, you did it. Like it wasn't like well, you lucky the ref didn't call that play <laughs> or, right, right, or right, right. that foul or your sure. quarterback really fumbled. But they, There's a million different var- variables in football. It was just me and you. This right. is it. Me, I, I, My hard work, your hard sure. work, talent yeah. and, and everything combined and then right. let's see what you got. Right. And I guess in businesses, that sole proprietorship is like how hard are you going to work to make it happen. Right. Um, so that's when I started to become a personal trainer, helping people out. This I is during people. college. No, I graduated. I'm teaching. After two years, I was like, this sucks. Okay, so so you graduate college with... A degree in education. A degree in education. I graduate with a degree in criminal justice. Right. And you decide to start personal training shortly after? About two, three... About, I guess, three years. So I was teaching uh, a, a personal sub for a whole year. Okay. And then I was teaching for two years. And I'm doing the whole teacher thing. I'm coaching okay. football, coaching track and field. I ran okay. an after-school program nice. for, for the young boys, the gentlemen's program. And then I'm teaching. So I'm doing all this, and I'm like, on track. Like, that's what you do. You know, yeah. yeah. And um, I had a lot of success with track and field. Uh, the boys were, like, all county. They made it to state championships. Um, football, I was teaching middle school. So, it was, you know, just teaching them the fundamentals of okay. football. Yeah. Um, it was enjoyable. Um and then I just really didn't like being in the classroom. I was like, maybe I should have been a gym teacher instead of health. So maybe I would have liked the gym more, like being in the gym instead of okay. like a classroom. 
But um, one day my friend was like, Kyo, can you help me get in shape? I'm kind of overweight. He's like, come to the gym. I went to the gym and I was helping him do a workout. And then the owner of the gym was like, he came over to me. He asked me if I was a trainer. And I was like, no, I'm a teacher. I just helped my friend out. Okay. And he's like, well, I think you'd be a really good trainer. He's like, I've been watching you for, and the way you train your friend. He's like, it's really unique and it's really, I think that's something that we could use here. And I was, right. like, I was like, nope, I'm good. Like, yeah. I'm a teacher. <laughs> I'm not trying to be a trainer. Why do you think that was? Like, I, hey, I got too much? I got into the, the safe. I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make decent money. I have weekends and okay. and holidays off, and I retire in twenty five or thirty years. Yeah, there you and go. And I have a pension. Yeah, sweet. And I was I was like, that was it's very similar, similar to me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I got into that mode of yeah. this is what I'm gonna do, and I'm gonna be safe. Yeah. And I was like, for some trainers, you know, you gotta like grind and wake yeah. up at five o'clock in the morning if you want to make a lot of money. And I was like, mm. yeah. I wake up when I want to. I have coffee. I take my time. I go to work. Right. Um, well, it's not when you want to, but it's it's a reasonable. Not time. when I want to, but more reasonable. It's like time. seven-ish or whatever. Yeah, yeah, reasonable time. So plus you're home every day, like three-ish. Getting out of work at 24 years old, 22, yeah, 23. The sun is shining. You go to yeah. the park and play basketball yeah. with your friends. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to give that up. Yeah, <laughs> to be, being in the gym yeah. all day long. So um, he for a whole week straight, he kept on asking me. I said, you know what? I said maybe I'll try. Because okay. I did enjoy training my friends. So just on the side. Yeah, and I, said, I do this on the side. Hustle. And the more I found that as the days went on, I just loved writing workouts for, for like different workouts and okay. thinking about the gym all day long. And I was thinking about it, thinking about it. Yeah. And I started to work there on the side, and then my clientele grew really quickly. Um, and I had a lot of clients. Okay. And what's a lot? I think at one point 20? I had like thirty clients. Okay. And I, th- I was not. I'm not. Bu- I was not business minded, mind you. Okay. I, my father told entrepreneur. Love it. I didn't know anything about like business, and sure. I just was like, oh, I love what I'm just doing. What I love to do. This is enjoyable. Sure. I, love I love doing it. this. Right. Um, and the owner comes back to me and he goes, Janae, did you ever think about um, like having your own gym? And I said, no. He said, you. you he's like, you never thought about, uh, you know, like maybe leaving here and doing your own thing. And I was like, no. Um, I was like, no, I like, I love it here. This is cool. Yeah. Now, in retrospect, I I realized that he was trying to see where my head was at because he sees a young trainer right. who grew so quick. A lot of people are talking about him across his different gyms. Who's right. his trainer in Baldwin, but with all these uh, clients and athletes, and he's sure. so dynamic. Um, and I had thirty clients at this time. And if I left and took thirty members with me, I could start a gym. Yeah. Course, this is what I know now. That's what I'm thinking. I think thirty, if you charge them like fifty dollars an hour, that's fifteen hundred. You can make something. Out. Yeah, I can rent a space. You can get by. Yeah, I can start renting a space, make a little bit of money, and then well, even I'll if grow. you're doing it at the track or in your backyard, yeah, I can, it's enough to where you could quit your job, support yourself, right. just to get by, just to get by, or even maybe a little bit better. And I was like, but my mind wasn't there. I was like, no, like, right, right, it's still right. safe. No, this is. This is, uh, I like working here, like, you know, making my little money, like, I'm in the gym, you know, it was like, right. right. And then one day, um, about, about maybe a year and a half of this, I kind of was like, teaching was really, so now I'm like three and a half years of teaching. And, you know, you get your tenureship and everything. And, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, I don't know if I love it though. Right. Okay. And one day I give a woman a tour of the gym and I do the whole tour and she tells me, She's like, so how much is this for, uh, how much do you, she goes, how much do you charge for 40 sessions? I go and open up the book. The gym charges whatever it was, 40 sessions. She goes, yeah. no, how much do you charge for 40 sessions? I said, total yeah. the price again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what we charge. She goes, no, no, no. That's what the gym charges. How much do you charge? And then she goes, listen, do me a favor. She goes, go home, think about a number, okay. come back tomorrow. And then we can start training. She goes, but you are better than just you. You're bigger than this gym. Right. You deserve all of the money. And that was the first time I started to think, well, maybe I am. I was like, wow. And that's when the business side started to kick in. So I went home, thought of a number, came right. back, told her. She's like, okay, I want to train five times a week. And then I saw that I could make more money in one week off of one person than working all week training the 
Yeah. And then that's how, in the how business How did you figure mind. that number out? I asked one of my friends who was a trainer for about eight years at that time. Okay. On who, and he worked uh, on the North Shore, okay. Long Island. And I asked him how much would he charge an individual client um, an hour. Okay. And and he's experienced, though. He's experienced. He okay. was training people when we were in college. Okay. So he told me, I think at the time he said, a hundred and ten or a hundred dollars he said a hundred dollars an hour okay and i was like wow okay that was a lot more than what we're doing and i said well she must do 40 sessions he goes all right so do a hundred dollars an hour times 40 and then take 20 percent off okay and he goes then he's like and then tell her that number and don't even blink there you go and she told her 80 dollars an hour so i told her and she goes okay she goes what do you want cash or card and i want to train five times a week Damn. (laughs) Damn. and then i realized wow i can actually make I said, if I got two more of her, I'll be making a good... Yeah, yeah. And then you know what? I got two more. I got a principal, two more principals. Okay. So now I'm at a point where I'm like, wow, okay. All right, so so I'm going to stop you there. Mm-hmm. So you're teaching, you're super safe, and you get some inklings, or the, the world seems to notice that you're kind of heading down the wrong path, and you start to get some real money. Even with just 30 clients... Like you're starting to get hints from at least your your the business owner knows like wow this could be your life right. and then you get one client and you're getting what eight times you're getting four hundred dollars a week oh, yeah, right off of one person yeah so that's twenty grand right there so you're starting to do the math hey I'm probably making what sixty ish as a teacher maybe seventy whatever the number is three of those clients that's sixty grand make it four or five that's a hundred you know. Throw in a little bit of attrition, whatever. You got to get some some new clients, but like that's a future. But is your mind like, oh, money? Or like, oh, I love this. You know what I mean? My mind was like, I love this. Now I'm not afraid anymore because at least I know that a trainer can make decent money. A good good trainer because she obviously said that I was bigger than the gym. She must have saw something. Sure. Because most, I, I I don't know if, a lot of trainers got told that and it was like yeah. at that time so I was like a good trainer could actually make a good living yeah so then they broke away that fear of safe yeah so then I quit my job <laughs> and everyone thought I was how crazy. long after <laughs> like immediately wait so like you hold on hold on <laughs> I did the math and then I trained her for a week and then I got a, a principal like the next week I guess the energy because you when you start putting that energy out there it comes back it came back quick Okay. I got a principal and I said, wow, I got two. And she was training three times a week for $70 an hour. I said, wow, okay. I quit my job. I, well, I gave it down my, my two weeks. Okay, so you get your third client and then you put in your two weeks. So enough where like you're... you're but okay. It's still kind of crazy. Everybody's like, wow, Janae, that's crazy. <laughs> that's, that is crazy. And um, I think it was the universe. And now this is all retrospect in yeah. hindsight. I think it was the universe because... I got another principal, um, another client. She was a principal. So now I have three clients who are paying okay. like 70 plus a, 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 a session. And then I have my other 30 clients at the gym. So I'm like, wow, I'm, yeah. doing, I'm doing good. And then my clients are building up. I quit my job. And that summer was great. And then like anything else, I'm like, training's a revolving door. One yeah, yeah. client has to leave school. Yep. Then another one leaves. And I'm like, oh, shoot. What am I going to do now? So where are you training these clients? One was at like school, the school. Um, two, actually, two the principals were at the school. One was at her house. Oh, so you're training at school. Yeah, at at the school because summertime was empty and they're the principal. Oh, okay, oh, like a yeah. track or whatever. So, oh, no, it's their inside. School. Yeah, oh, they're the principals. So at the school. Oh, so in like nice the auditorium. Setup. Yeah, we like train. Okay, all right. So you're training two in school and then one at their house. Um, and were you still training at the gym? Yeah. Okay, so you have some other supplemental. Yes, yeah, so I have. But the gym income is like nowhere. The near. gym takes so much out of out of right. your check. So I go, oh my god, yeah. And then that's when it was education time, um, and that I just started to learn how to market, and now I'm learning business. Okay. And how to market and all that stuff. Okay. Before it was just like, oh, people saw me, you know, and they wanted to train with me. But now it was like, all right, when you go to get your 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 shake at the deli, hey, okay. what's going on, man? How's everything going? How you doing? How's your day going? You ever want some training? You know anybody wants to train? You just have sure, conversations with sure. them. You start to really, because I was I'm super introverted by by nature. So I was the guy okay. who went to the deli, got my food, left, have a good day. Sure. And it was like well, you better, that could be a new client. You better start talking to people. Right. And a lot of people. So right. I just started to 
open, start talking to people. Hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm jogging on the street. Hey, how's everything going? Oh, oh, you're a trainer? Yes, I'm a trainer. So you just start to like make networks every, everywhere you went. Yeah. Okay, so you, you've quit your job. You mostly did it because you can kind of follow a passion, it seems like, right? Because yeah. um, I think the story of like how you turn, you know, you start to, you quit your job and you start to make a successful training business, right? right. I think that's a story for like a different day where that's something that people would want to hear just in its in its own. How, how like, it? yeah, I think that's that's amazing. I you know love to go to that another time. Like, how do I? Okay, I got two clients. I got three clients. I got one client. How whatever I it get is. To yeah, how do I get to that next level? But I think more importantly for today, to like kind of go in line with your story, you were a teacher and then you left security for like a passion. I think that's kind yeah. of big enough on its own. So, all right, so. You left your secure job. Mm-hmm. You have no retirement. You, I imagine you don't have health insurance or retirement through the gym. I, initially, I didn't have health insurance. I ended up getting health insurance. Uh, one of my other friends with trainer told me how to get like trainers health insurance. Okay. Okay. All yeah. right. So, so you figure out how to get health insurance, but imagine you're probably paying for it, and or it's not as good as the yeah, the, it's not as good. New York State or the county mm-hmm. or whatever, whoever you know, pays the insurance when you were a teacher, and your pension is. Non-existent, and you probably have zero retirement unless you're self-funding. Yeah. All right, so you leave that, and, like, where's your mind at? Like, because I know now you could probably give a lot of, like, you know, thoughts looking back. But during that, like, where is your mind at? Is it, like, man, I'm making a lot of money? Is it, man, I'm doing what, like, is making me happy? Like, what? what is your, like... My mind really was just, I, I mean, it still always is. Well, it's happiness. I was just happy. Okay. And I, and I felt like the the more happy I, I was, I, I became the more money I made. But I was just really happy. I hold just, on, hold on. You said the more happy you became, the more money you made. Mm-hmm. Not the opposite. Not the more money you made, no. the more happy you were. Yeah. That's... So So I was started to... Tr- I And I actually... And I noticed... I won't say fact, but I, 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 I got a good advice from... Someone who worked in like, who was like a janitor of the gym. He said, Janae, he said, charge less than most trainers. Mm-hmm. He said, you'll always have a job. He says, charge less and do a better job. You'll mm-hmm. always have business. So I actually, I don't, I don't charge as much as I did before. $80 a session. Okay. Um, But I started to charge a slightly less and I started to get way more clients. Now, I love what I do. So now I'm doing what I do with way more people. It's even more fulfilling for me and I'm learning because every time I train somebody I'm learning more and more right. so now I'm learning more and I'm tra- so I'm really busy I'm learning more and I'm even I'm happier doing it so I'm right. giving more I'm ge- receiving because I'm learning through sessions sure. just learning even even if I put up together a hard workout and it was like that's too hard don't give anybody something like that yeah. that's, that's a, a learning um, that's, that's, some, that's a learning opportunity right there so I, every day I'm learning I'm helping people, and I'm just doing what I love. So it was like a win-win. Right. So I became right. really busy, and I started to save money. But I it wasn't. I wasn't even thinking of like money, money, money. And if I probably was right. saving money, I probably should have been like investing it. But I, my mind wasn't even there yet. It was just okay. like save my money. I'm doing what I love, and that's it. All right. What about like as you're you know, in this point where you're first getting your, your clients, you're getting busy, you're, you're charging, you know, a little less than that $80 and you're starting to like, quote unquote, blow up. Like, what does your life look outside of the business? You know, are you partying? Are you going out a lot? What does that look like? I got super focused and it it was a, uh, it was a hard transition for some of my friends who I used to go hang out and play basketball with at three o'clock because now I'm not playing basketball with with them at three o'clock because I'm working until 10. Uh-huh. And I'm working from five o'clock in the morning to ten o'clock at night. Right. And they're like, "You're too busy for us." How old are you? I'm twenty-five. Okay, so twenty-five, 24, working 24, five a.m. to ten p.m. Yeah. So falling asleep at red lights. Too. Falling asleep at red lights. Falling asleep almost while I'm standing up sometimes. Okay. Um, sleeping at the gym sometimes. Okay. Um, yeah. And you're telling your your friends are giving you a hard time. How much? I work too much. Yeah. Is that more of a struggle for? Is that a struggle for you? Like. Are you, were you tempted to be like, ah, oh, fuck it, I'll cancel my five, my early client and I'll go out? 
Or was it just like, how do I get my friends off my back? Like, was it a struggle? Uh, I always, I, for some reason, I, I, I say lack of, lack of maturity. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't have the ability to do things that I do not want to do. Okay. So I'm like, I don't, like, I want to work and I'm, I have a goal and I'm sorry. Right, like, right, right, I, I just right. couldn't, like the teaching, I couldn't do something I didn't want to do for yeah. a long time. I was like, I can't do it. Like somebody else could do it for 30 yeah. years, even if they didn't like it, I can't. Yeah. Like you could tell, like I just can't. Yeah. So I don't know if that's me just not having the the maturity to be like suck it up and just yeah. compartmentalize, or be like I just really follow my heart. However yeah. you want to look at it, I just follow whatever my gut told me, and I was like, listen, right. I gotta work. I gotta grind now. I'm 24, 25. I'd rather grind now. Yeah. Than be 50 and me, and me like, man, I wish I would have worked harder. True. I wish I would have. I like that. So that's like that's becoming more popular now. That whole like what is that fire, the fixed no financially independent retire early. Have you heard that? Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of cool. My um, you know, I think I wish I would have actually. I wish I would have like I wish I would have came up with that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I lived my life like by that because I was like this right my whole life. I want to be a professional athlete, so yeah. I could buy buy my mom a house. Yeah, football players. How long do you think they're playing NFL oh, for? My God couple of years right a couple of years and then they were like then they're done yeah they're yeah unless like can't quarterbacks can kind of last kind of longer right but even still what 10 years yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. even in 20 years they, they get there when they're what 22 yeah they retired at what 40 yeah exactly so my mind was even though i didn't know it i was always like right do my thing blow up yeah and retire yeah. so that way i can be chilling yeah i mean would you say that's good at- all right so all right so um that's where we were we're talking about kind of, you know, earning a lot in your younger years and potentially, we'll, we'll call it retiring early, but, but let's actually just change that. Let's just say like work hard, young, and then kind of maybe coast later mm-hmm. on. You, do you think that's good advice to give younger people now? I think it's, it's actually excellent advice to give younger folks. Mm-hmm. I wish that, that I had that advice advice okay i think it was more instinctual it, it was more for me fear it was like okay. i don't want to be 60 living with regret and broke okay so let me let me grind now i, I wish it was more of an intellectual decision of, sure like grind now i'm yeah. gonna retire i feel like i was even though i was doing that it was more based off of i don't want to be like broke i don't want to be like I can't do anything when I'm 50. I, I'm stuck at my job. I can't retire. I can't go on vacation. Yeah. I'm just, I hated to feel stuck, right? In the classroom, I felt stuck. I hated yeah. to feel stuck. So it was more instinctual, but I, I would tell my young athletes, clients now, I'm like, listen, now is the time. Don't wait. Don't think you have more time. Right. Don't wait till later, because later right. may never come, or it may be too late. Yeah. Like, do it now. Grind hard. Um save invest and then who wants to who that's the best thing retire at 50 yeah (laughs) i i think it's i i i love the advice and i think it's like idealistic but i think it's like a little nuanced where that sort of advice needs to be taken you need to be mature to receive that advice and implement it and and i think that's kind of like a, a underlying point of why we started this podcast like the whole grinding thing, like you need to you, let, take a step back. You're talking about happiness, right? Like you want to grind young and, and rest later, but you want to make sure you're grinding down the right path, right? Like unless, you know. How do you know it's the right path? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I guess what I'm saying is do you want to grind at a job that you hate when your life when you're miserable because of what you're grinding at, if it's in chase of, you know, in pursuit of, of retiring when you're 50, I mean, is that worth it? I, I, I'll say this. The first thing is, um, we're talking about like, what do you want to grind at? Mm-hmm. I, I'll take it back to what I said earlier about my father. My father said, become an entrepreneur, sure. work for yourself, don't rely on people to pay you. Go do get it for yourself. Okay. He, then he also on the other side said, critical thinking. If we had problems, he would ask us. Well, what do you think? He made us solve our own problems. He didn't solve it for us. Yeah. So we had to learn to be kind of independent in that way, solve our own problems. Critical think. I feel like that's the way you do it for the young kids. 
when you tell them you want to retire early, you want to be, you want to grind. I'm not gonna tell you what you it is that you get you because you're gonna find out for yourself. Okay. I'm I can't tell you what it is. I, I if I gave you if I just help you learn yeah. to to be a critical thinker, a leader, think for yourself. You'll figure it out. You'll find your way. I'm sure you'll find out whatever it is that that thing inside will will guide you in the direction that you need to go. Right. With hard work ethic, then you'll figure it out, and you surround yourself with people will give you information. You'll figure it out, like. Like I, I ask you questions about money, investment. Yeah. Because I know that you know it. Yeah. And I didn't know it. So Right. But I think that kinda I think we're kinda saying the same thing in mm-hmm. different ways. I said, you know, do you have to make sure that that whole work hard now and rest later has to be, you know, received by a mature young individual? And and that's kind of what you're describing me. You know, you said your parents instilled in you critical thinking and th- and this and that. You basically said your parents instilled in you values and techniques that would help you ultimately find your why and what you want to do. Exactly. And I guess what I'm That's saying at a is younger age. if you don't have that, then that whole like financially independent retire early thing, that could be risky or not risky. That could be dangerous. Because I'm thinking of someone, I have a couple friends that hate their job. Literally, I got a text from someone you know. Um, doesn't go to your gym anymore, but my friend, he literally texts me like, I hate my, my job. And like, he's legit depressed working a lot of hours, probably 80 hours. Cause he's getting a lot of overtime right now. And like, yeah, maybe he, he could retire in 20 years, less than that. Maybe 19 years. Um, you can probably think of who I'm talking about now. Like, is that worth it? And maybe it is. Well, then I say perspective, really. Okay. And everyone's perspective is going to be different. My grandfather once told me, he, my grandfather was a songwriter who, um, who almost made it. Didn't get the quite big break. So back okay. in the day, they had the vinyl records, the yep. A side and the B side. My grandfather always made it on the B side. Okay. So like when there was Frank Sinatra and there was Nat King Cole. Frank Sinatra, they're both big, but Frank Sinatra is like, Big, okay. It's not just Frank Sinatra, and then yep. Nat King Cole is Nat King Cole. Yeah. My grandfather wrote songs that he wanted Frank Sinatra to sing, but then eventually Nat King Cole sang them. Really? Still made it on the radio, but it wasn't Frank okay. Sinatra. It's still right. It's pretty, pretty big, big but it wasn't Frank Sinatra, right? So he made it almost, like almost there. Okay. And then after a while, he now he's in his forties, he has kids, and he's like, I love music, love writing songs, but I have to provide for my family. Right. So he, he became a firefighter dispatcher, but he told me, Janae, sometimes you have to sacrifice and you have to do something that you may have to do things that can afford you to do ultimately do other things that you want to do. Sure. So that's perspective. So he wanted to take care of his family. He wanted to be able to travel the world. Okay. And he wanted to do these things. So fi- being a firefighter dispatcher allowed him right. to have time to go still go home, write music, which he loved. Okay. Take care of his family and travel the world. So he was comfortable being, even though it wasn't like songwriting all day long, but that sure, uh, sure. that awarded him time to still do things that he loved and things that meant the most to him. So sometimes we all have to kind of compartmentalize and go, well, what can, what is this gonna do for me? So, but is that is that? But, true? If, but he wasn't miserable. If you're miserable, then that's a whole other yeah, story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. If you're miserable, well, that's that. These are kind of two different things, I guess. To take a step back that's kind of my point if, if you're miserable is it worth it to kind no, of never grind? Yeah, yeah no I matter what you're doing if you're yeah. miserable yeah. I don't care what it is work, relationship anything alright so we're on the same page there and then to jump ahead to your point I think in my opinion but why should sure. someone be miserable is because they're working harder than they thought they would have to they're not they're, they're lazy as hell and they have to work 80 hours and they're like <laughs> oh my god so maybe you have to develop a better work ethic then they maybe they'll enjoy their job more. Yeah. But why is it that they're miserable? Yeah, I mean, that's what I usually try to help my clients. I think this is why I have success when I and I have good retention with clients because yeah. I always find out the why. I'm unhappy. Well, why? Or I, I don't think I'm pretty. Why? And that yeah. stems from my parents. It, my parents will always ask me why, and I I wanted the answer, and then they would say no. You figured out. Yeah. So I try to help my clients figure out sure. what why. It is that they feel how they feel. Yeah. I think it comes down to two different people. Like, 
and we talk about this a lot, and there, there's usually two different people, or, or some people could be a little bit of both. There's the person that wants, like, the job that is, you know, like the fire dispatcher job. You know, maybe that's a passion for some people, but other people it's a you know, means to an end. Some people want that job, right? Like, the nine to five job, and then I have my free time after. Like, you were a teacher, you had your free time after. Some people want that. Like, I don't care what I do. I just want job security. I want income. I want uh, benefits, I want retirement, and then I have free time on the nights, weekends, and sometimes summer to pursue my passion or, or you know do my passion. And other people want, like I don't want to do that. I don't want to have to to differentiate that. I want to love what I do, and I don't care if I work all day because my free time, my work time, they're kind of intertwined. Would you, do you think that there are two I, different types I of people? I love that you said that because I think sometimes um, now, especially nowadays with everyone being an entrepreneur and everybody on, on Instagram and social media, yeah. sometimes people think, well, being an entrepreneur is better than being anything else. And it's not. There's, right. My, I have a brother. Right? Well, I have a bunch of brothers. But my, my father spoke entrepreneurship, right? Three yeah. of us have our own businesses. We are... Uh, we grind hard, okay. and we did exactly what my father said. Right. Then I have other brothers. My one brother, who I look up to a, a lot, he uh, he's like four years older than me. He's really helped shape my my mentality as a kid. He would say, "Janae, you got to figure out what it is that you want." He's like, "I'm comfortable going to work, <laughs> getting a check. Yeah, yeah. I get to come home. I ride my motorcycle. Yeah. I play with my daughter. I hang out with my wife, and I move up in my company." He's happy. He goes, and I'm happy with that. Right. And I can't feel less than because Dad told us to be entrepreneur. I don't want. That's not what I want to do. Yeah. So he's doing what he wants to Very do. Very He's Happy. I'm happy working all day long from ten o'clock. I mean yeah. five o'clock in the morning to ten o'clock at night. I'm happy doing it. Yeah. I I wasn't happy working until three and then just that's all it was, what it was. Yeah. So you have to be self aware. What type of person are you? Like you said, there's two different type of people, and it's okay. Not everyone could be an entrepreneur. Otherwise, the world would just be full of entrepreneurs. Like Absolutely. everyone can't be an entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. Who would, and everyone yeah. can't be just a worker. Some people are. Some people are. Some people own the company. Some people manage the company. Yeah. Some people work within the company. Some people yeah. are great at cleaning. Like whatever it is that you're good at, you know your role. Yeah. I said I made a post about this last week. You know your lane. Find your lane and stay yeah. there. Like that's okay. Yeah. It's okay where you are. If you're happy, great, fantastic. Not everyone's gonna be a millionaire either. That's okay. Like the world can't. There's only one champion on any particular night, right? If we ran track, there's only one champion. Yeah. That means the rest of us are contenders. Right. It is what it is. Right. Not everyone's yeah. gonna be a millionaire. Not everyone's right. gonna be Gary V. Not everyone's gonna be all these other people. Like you gotta be comfortable with what you are and be happy there. I don't think most people even know what they want. That's the thing. Finding is what do you want to do. And, and that's, I think that comes from upbringing and, or just influence, whether it was your parents, your grandparents, your aunts, yeah. your uncles, good friends around you when you were 15, helped yeah. shape your mind when you're still impressionable, yeah. who, who helped you with not solving things for you, letting you think for yourself, critical yeah. thinking. Yeah. What is it that you want to do? What do you think the answer is? Yeah. Not just giving it to you, making you think and form things for yourself, because then you figure out what is it? That Dan likes to do. What is it that I really like to do? Not my parents told me. Yeah, yeah. Because my father said be entrepreneur. I could be like, Dad, I don't want to be a sole proprietor. Like that's what you would. I actually want to run. I want to like manage things from the from the back yeah. side. That's what I want to do. I love yeah. it. Not really. I don't want to work all day. Like you got to figure out what is it that I want to do. And that goes from religion, whatever. Make yourself. I say culture create. Create your own culture for yourself. Yeah. This is dance culture. This is what I like, and it's okay. And I, and, and I'm comfortable with that. Yeah, I think I think too many people like try to please others, and they make decisions that are like for themselves, but they're really for other people. Like you, you were asking me about my story in the beginning. You know, when I wanted that secure job with the pension and, and job security, I think I said it was for myself. But it wasn't for myself. It was for my family. Like that's what they coached me to want, because I don't know why. Maybe, I'm sure they thought it was best for me. It also, you know, not that I'm saying that they thought this way, but it's a little bit easier if your son or grandson or whatever it is or daughter, like if they have that kind of job, they're a little bit easier to have in your family. 
Like you don't need to take care of them. It's it's great if your son gets a job like that because they're set with health insurance, they're set with retirement. Like they're not a burden anymore. Or maybe that's just the best way they need to know how. For them, that's what right. works. They right. go, this works, Dan. Do it. We, we want to help you. This is the best way we can. Right. Because for them, that's all they know. Right. And then you have the ability to go, you're lucky enough to say, well, I know a little bit better. Like I know, I can see a little further yeah. than you could have. Yeah. Just in my experiences, which is good. And then, you know, you may tell your kids, do this, do this. Yeah. Or if your experience and they go, dad, actually, <laughs> they'll be, they'll have a little bit more farsight than you. Yeah. And they go, I think if I do it this way, I can, I'll be happier. Okay. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. It's, um, you really got to, we, we touched a lot of things. You just really got to be super introspective and you have to do it for yourself. For yourself. Like. The, the particular person we covered that was uh, miserable. We worked together in a not very good job, right? Like, and by that I mean it was it didn't pay a lot. Like it, it didn't have a, a progress. It was like almost like just a, a a stop along the way job. I mean, you could make a career out of it, absolutely. But where we were working, it was like you you figure like fifteen dollars an hour, and that's in like two thousand eighteen nineteen maybe 17 15 dollars an hour and it's it's a kind of job that you don't really look up to like we were both pretty embarrassed to to work there but like the thing is every day we would both come to work and we would we would know it like sucked but like i would be like man i'm working with like one of my best friends i get to talk to you all day and i'm doing a pretty uh, doing a job i'm good at and that i kind of enjoy no, I'm not making a lot of money and no, it's like not earning me respect. And am I getting judged by family members, friends and people just that encounter me during my work day? Yeah, I'm getting judged left and right. But like it was two different people. Like I'm there enjoying my time with one of my closest friends at the time. And like instead of him enjoying it, he was like always like, trying not to be seen, like not letting people know he worked there, this and that. And like now he'll tell you straight up, he wishes we could go back and work there because we had everything. Now, what did you learn from that particular job? How how did it help you become a better worker, um, person or whatever it was? What did you take away from that job? Yeah, two different things. One is like, I have some pride in my work, like work ethic. You know, uh, I was making $15 an hour with a master's degree and like, that's kind of bullshit. Right. But like, I worked pretty, pretty hard. Like I rarely called out, rarely showed up late, you know, maybe a couple minutes late, but like nobody was waiting for me. You know, I was pretty punctual. Um, and then I took pride in my work. Like I did it very well. And I took pride in that. I don't, I don't know why, but I took pride in it. I don't know if that matters, but that's just kind of one thing that like, I, I noticed that people that didn't take pride in such a meaningless job like that, like anyone can do that job. You know, I feel like that carried on to the rest of their life. You know, the way they, you know, they say the way you do one, one thing is the way you do it. Yeah, that kind of thing, right? Uh, and then the second thing is way more important than work ethic it's just happiness and and i think that's pretty much the fo- like going to be the focus of this podcast um like you just have to be very aware of like at, and it's not just the job you have to be very aware of like yourself in that moment right so i'm going to i'm going to take this from the job but also take this into life like you know after i'm done i make a lot more money now and at the end of the day i go on my computer and i play video games with my friends like it's, it's awesome like i love playing video games and more importantly, like I have friends on there um, that we you know, we talk, we bullshit. Sometimes it's friends, sometimes it's family. It's like the most fun thing. Or I go to the gym and same thing. Friends and family are there and I'm working out. Like I'm making four times the amount, making lots of money, and I'm doing the same thing at the end of my night as I was when I was working that basically minimum wage job. Um, so... I, I, I guess that's like a big lesson I learned. Like you have to realize what's going on in the moment. So on, on one hand, after work, I was doing the same thing. So money didn't get me anything extra. I now drive a BMW M2. It's like $70,000. 
and it doesn't make my playing video games at the day end of the day or going to the gym at the end of the day any better. And the other thing is during the day, I I was pretty aware when I was in it. Like you, I I think the lesson I learned was you want to enjoy your day. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be the most respectful job. It doesn't have to be the best job. Like you, you are fortunate to coach and you love coaching, but like maybe you would love doing something else if it's the right situation. And for me, that job was the right situation. I was with my friend and we we could enjoy our day. We did kind of enjoy what we did, but more importantly, like we got to talk all day and it was awesome. I think your perspective, your perspective um, is, is pretty sharp, which is why you are in another situation making more money but still um, have a, a pretty good perspective. Now, right. take the same person. Perspective was pretty bad when he's at this job. Sure. Now he's at another job making a lot way more, way more money. Yeah. Perspective is still pretty bad. Yeah. He can get another job, leave this job, get another job, another yeah. more money, still bad perspective. Yeah. So really, it's, it's how you see things. Yeah. Um, because when I was a trainer, p- people were like, oh my God, you were a teacher. That like, yeah, teacher yeah. sounds better. It was like, you're a teacher. You're going to retire. Now you're a personal trainer. Personal trainer just sounds like, right. oh my God, you just went online, got a certification. Now you're training yeah. people. You're doing like bullshit work. Right, right, right. Um, you're like cheerleading people. Yeah. But I think I just really valued my j- job and what I, I was actually doing. Yeah. I actually say that like helping someone get a six pack is probably like the easiest and the least thing that I do in my job. Right. Like... I'm really changing people's lives, but yeah. it's just in the gym. Yeah. So when my perspective on it changed, most people were like, I have a lot of friends who are personal trainers. They don't do that great. Yeah. They're like, you know, I'm training, you know, I'm trying to make it. And then it's like, wow, you got your gym now. See, yeah. I'm like, how'd you do it? I'm like, cause I'm a personal trainer, but that's like, that's like the, the least part of my job. Right. I'm like, my job is bigger than that, but that's my perspective. Yeah. Training people is just like the smallest part of it. Yeah. I'm hearing like a lot of value there. Right. It's like you can't let other people determine the value of your life or the value of your career or job or what you do. Right. So it's like it's like, oh, if I'm personal training for X amount of dollars, then that's below a teacher. But then once I have my own studio, I'm doing the same thing or forget it. Even if you had your own studio, even if like you work for someone else, but you made a lot more money than a teacher. And then it's like, oh, now your your job is more valuable than a teacher because you're making mm-hmm. more. Yeah. Like then the value equals dollars, and I mean maybe to some people, but clearly for I mean, me, not to you, it is what, and definitely not to me. Uh, I, and and that's like perspective, perspective and value. Perspective like, is a hell of a thing. Like your perspective comes from what you value. Like for me, in in that job, I my placed value on like. I get to talk to someone like I have human interaction. I get to share. We get shared our job. We bullshitted. We had fun. Like we had fun. Like that was a lot of value for for me. And it sounds to me like in your current position, the value isn't your paycheck, and it's not maybe sometimes getting the six pack, but it's something else, something bigger. It's you're almost like a psychologist. It's, yeah, because the six pack, and I'm like, even if someone gets a six pack, I'm I go, I look at it like a six pack could be here today and going tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. You set a goal for yourself and right. you accomplished it. Now this is how now this is how I view goals. If if you set a goal, which I feel like is important, I don't want to get off topic, but that's yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. reason why I went to school for sure. to teaching health. My whole thing was I wanted to teach young kids the importance of goal setting and decision making. That was my my main thing. Sure. I love teaching that topic. That was that's that's life. Goal setting, decision making. The decisions you make in life is ultimately where you're going to end up. Sure. So you got to set goals. And the reason why you set goals is because the smallest goal, you hit one goal, you hit another goal, you hit another goal, and then your confidence elevates. And then there's yeah. no goal you can't hit. So when we used to run track, my best friend was, he was the second fastest runner in the country in the 800 meters. And I remember, um, I remember asking him, I was like, he was in college and I was like, he was like, I, I think I'm, I'm good with track. And I was like, man, we thought you was going to make the Olympics. And he's like, I know I can make the limits if I want to. And I'm like, then why, why not do it? And he's like, I don't need to prove nothing to nobody. He's like, yeah. I know if I wanted to, I could do it. And I go, well, how are you so sure? He goes, because everything else I said I was going to do, I did. Yeah. And that's just registered with me. It's like, I, st- I look back on my own self and I was like, I remember being in ninth grade saying, 
man, the, 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 the kid who was a senior was jumping like 21 feet, 5 inches. And that was so far to me at the time. Yeah. And he was beating everybody in the county. And now he's jumping 21 feet, 5 inches. 21 yeah. feet, 6. And I remember being like, man, I can't wait. And I remember just, I had a tape measure in my room. And the school record at the time was like 22 feet, like 3 inches or something. And I was like, I had a tape measure. And yeah. I marked off the school record. And I marked off what this kid was jumping. And I'm like, I just want to jump with this kid is jumping. Like, I can't wait. And each time I got closer and closer, I like marked it off. Yeah. I would just look at it every day, just look at it, look at it every day, just envision envisioning myself doing it. And then I remember being a senior and that kid coming back to watch me jump. Now he's older, he's four years older. And I was I was county champion, he comes to watch me jump and I at county championships I jumped twenty two feet six inches. Okay. And then he's like, Yo, that's cr-, like little Janae, that's crazy that you're jumping that far and then I look back and I'm like he was jumping twenty one feet five inches, and to yeah. me that was like huge. Yeah. I'm jumping a, almost a whole a whole foot more yeah. than that, and I'm like, and I'm killing everybody, and I'm like, there's nothing really I can't do. Yeah. And so then you start saying, what's the next goal? And then you hit a next goal, and then you feel more and more confident. So if it's a client who goes, I want to get a six pack. Okay. Yeah. In my mind, I'm like, do you really want to get a six pack, or do you want to feel like accomplished? Let's sure. see. They get a six pack, and then they feel like, all right, I want to run a half marathon. Right, half right, marathon. Right, right, right. I want to run a full marathon. Right. You know what? I want to become the owner of my own company. Let's yeah. go do it. And then before they know it, they're, they're setting goals way higher than just getting a six-pack. Right. So that's your value in your job. Right. And that's kind of like what you're passionate about. Like, yeah, you're doing it through fitness, but you're really teaching mm-hmm. them like, how do I take a goal and crush it? Crush it. And then now that I've Stand learned that I can it. crush a goal... More importantly, find goals that actually have meaning to me and then take how I crushed my first goal and then crush goal two and three okay, and four, four and five. And continue to do that. Yeah. And then eventually, which it make, comes at full circle, and I'm going to tie this back to you, which comes full circle, and then how can you teach everybody what I taught you how yeah. to crush goals? So the same thing with coaching. It's like I'm coaching, and I'm like, this is great. And then it's like yourself, and you're like in the gym, and you're like, you know looking at me like, Jay, you know, yeah, you're good at weightlifting and, you t- and I'm teaching you how to do it. Yeah. Helping you with your snatch and helping you with this and, and helping you with get certain skills on and, and CrossFit. And then it's like, then you start doing it and then I see you competing. I'm like, and then, <laughs> then you're competing and then now you're the first, right? When we go to uh, Asbury Park, you guys are seated first and I'm like this. And then I second look at... Second by one point. Second by one point. <laughs> But but the next year you were seated first. You were yeah, seated yeah. first. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we didn't get to compete because of COVID. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. you were seated first. You came in second. That. Next year you now you rent first, and I'm like this. Yeah, by a lot too. And I'm looking like this. <laughs> and then even bigger, which is even bigger than that. That's like me seeing you grow within yourself as an athlete. I remember you being like okay at weightlifting and stuff, and now I see yeah. you grow as athlete as a CrossFitter, and I'm like this. Yeah. And then here it comes full circle for me. It's like. I see you seven o'clock at night teaching other people, and I'm like yeah. this. Now that's the, that's the shit right there. I'm like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. now you become just like how I how I was or I am. I'm like, and it's almost like that part of like it's almost like parenting. You like this. Now you're good. <laughs> now now you now you're yeah, off and doing yeah, that. And yeah. so when I see, and that's when it comes full circle for me. And I'm right, like, and now you're helping right. other people become more confident. And yeah. they're like, Dan's the best. He helped me so much. And I'm like this. Amazing. Yeah. Like, I'm like that's that for me is like. You can't even put a price on that. Right. There's right. no price that I can, like, there's no price I can put on that. Yeah. Like, when that happens all the time, and I'm like, that's so good. And I, I remember it happens to me so many times with you, Callie, Ashley. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, damn. Yeah. It's, it's, it's great when you can find, like, what's really valuable in your job. And then the money doesn't start meaning as much. You know, it's obviously, you know, you're doing well. And that's important because you have to support your family. And you have to make sacrifices to at least support what you need to support but once you have that covered and you do it's like great to find that value right you know what i mean right you know i i think i mean i also don't want to sound like there's the dreamy people who are like you don't need money okay you You need money money, right but i feel like don't chase the money chase the happiness the money Is at the end of the happiness. When you find yes. the happiness, the goal, that's the goal part. The, 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 the jackpot is right there. So when you find out what makes you happy, you'll make tons of money. Yeah. Now, don't cherish that money. Yeah. And I always, I always say, the money's not for me because I'm good with 
a few pair of jeans, a couple of pair of Metcons and Nanos, a decent car, and a house. But my kids would be great if I had five houses. Yeah. Right? Because then they'll go to college and then the kids will go to college. Yeah. And if I had five houses and if I had a business that was worth a million dollars. Sure. So it's like, it's not for me. Because I'm good already. I'm already good. So this is, so it's like still giving back. This is for the next generation. Yeah. And then yeah. one after that. And then they'll do. They'll build on top of that. Yeah, but you know what's gonna happen? You're gonna have a kid that doesn't want your money, and they just want to chase their happiness. Yeah, and, and it's, it's gonna be it'll, awesome. It'll be even cool to say, "Listen, Dad, I think I want to start a business." And I go like yeah. this, and I'll go like this. Let me help you. I'll buy yeah. you a gym. Now you start. Yeah. You have no debt. Let me let me give you this gift because in order to be a great giver, you have to be able to receive. Yeah, I like if you, that. If you can't receive. That means you're not giving for, yeah. for, from truly a good place. You're just giving so True. it could be, be you. In order for you to be a good giver and give to the world, you have to be able to receive. Yeah. 100%. So I think our children will be able to receive the help from their parents. Not as, oh, I'm good, but it's like, thanks. Like, you're helping me start off. And then we're good. And then I'm going to see you do, do your thing and shine like the person you meant to be. And then that's going to be all the fulfillment yeah. and every sacrifice will be worth it by then. Yeah. Uh, you said one thing in there I just like want to touch before we finish up. And you said like just to chase the happiness and not the, the money, right? Yeah. I think that's everything right there. And you know, I think that's kind of been present in everything we've talked about today. Um, and I always find myself like, man, like I guess I'm getting old because I start to get preachy. But like I encounter younger people and, you know, they have passions. And I always find myself like saying like, man... Just like pursue whatever dumb shit you want to pursue as hard as you can for a while. And, and then like, you'll probably be fine. And I'm like, and what I'm saying is like, say you have someone 18, 19, 20, or even like 25, right? Like, like I'm 25 now. I mean, I was 25 when I got my master's and you know, it took me two years and 27, right? Like, so that's school. That's like what everyone else wants you to do wasn't chasing happiness. I literally like love math and I was like, I want to be an accountant. I went to school, got an MBA in finance, right? It was like, I thought I was doing like the best thing. Like that sounds the best. Like if I tell people that, that sounds the best. But like really, if I just chase something else, like I love, you know, I, I love fitness, right? If I just took two years when I was 25, even though that's so quote unquote late in life, and I just said, I'm going to make just enough money to support myself and then I'm going to put every ounce of effort and energy into becoming a trainer. Like, Where would I be after two years that took, you know, if I spent that two years doing that instead of getting my master's? And like I tell that to people when they're younger, like, you know, you get a kid playing video games, right? Like 19 years old, you know, loves video games, but like it has to pursue something else. And I tell them like, Man, there are people that I know 30 right now that don't have any money, have tons and tons of debt, you know, and like don't and either hate their job or don't know what they want to do. So I was like, take these next 10, 11 years, work a job that makes you able to support like your lifestyle that you need, like that minimum lifestyle, and then make a career out of video games, you know, whether it's streaming or or like coaching other people playing video games or just like content creating or anything to do with video games. As long if you just put in all your energy and effort. And you push as hard as you can, like chasing happiness down that road, something's gonna happen. Right. I find it hard to believe that you could chase something for ten years and not make it make something out of it. Yeah. You know, yeah, would you of agree? Course. If you put in that much time and energy chasing something, you you're gonna see a, a return. You're gonna it's gonna return back to you. Sometimes it's very quick. Or you're gonna learn something. You're gonna learn it's gonna you're gonna be placed right where you need to be placed. And sometimes it may take longer because sometimes right. You need to fail. Sometimes you yeah. need to get knocked in your ass a couple of times before you actually learn what you, it is that you need to learn. Yeah. And it may be that you don't love that thing. Yeah, maybe. You know, you may learn that like, hey, like, I love playing video games or, or we'll choose a different one. Maybe it's the coaching. Hey, I love fitness. I love working out, but I don't love coaching. That, you could learn that. Yeah. You know, but you're... You're never gonna. You have to scratch that itch if it's there in your head. You have to. You have to. You, you know. You can't live with regret. You can't live with that. And what ifs? Right. Maybe I should have. Like no. If you want to do it, you do it. Yeah. It also may help Pursue you it. find what you're really looking for. 
You know, like sacrificing that safe job for that thing that you think you're most passionate about may lead you down to find, may lead you down a path to find something else. Like you may, you may, you know, sacrifice being a teacher and being safe to go being a personal trainer. And then you realize that, Hey, I don't really want to be a trainer. I like the other part. I like the psychological aspect. And then you end up as a social worker. Right. And you're like doing what you were kind of doing already, but you're like pinpointing exactly what that is. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, and that's, that's also constant growth because we're constantly growing and evolving and learning about ourselves. Well, oh, wow. And then I forgot what the actual term for it is when you can look back and go, actually, this is what you can make sense of something in the past. I forgot what, what. the name of it, yeah. the term of it is, but it's like, I oh, I, I, I see now why I was training people because actually right. this is what, right, 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 this right. is what I, I need to be doing. And then you pursue yeah. that. Yeah. So like, yeah, that, that's, it's all part of it. It's all yeah. part of one big journey of learning, growing, evolving. If you cannot, if you stay stuck in one place, then, then you just stuck, man. Yeah, absolutely. That's pretty good. Yeah. It was great, man. Yeah. Thanks, I, had a, man. I had a really good time. That wraps up our first episode. Thank you so much for listening. We're going to go ahead and create an Instagram account for this podcast. This way you guys can share any comments or feedback on this episode or any upcoming episodes. So look out for the show notes and see you next week.